Welcome to the Top Advisor Podcast, brought to you by Proud Mouse Pod Rocket Academy. I'm your host, Bill Cates, creator of the Cates Academy for Relationship Marketing. In each episode, I interview one of our industry's top performers, getting them to pass on their secrets to success to you so that you can impact more lives and generate more income. Now, on to the show. Welcome. Before we get going, I want to let you know about some free resources that I invite you to retrieve after you've listened to today's interview. You'll find checklists, guides, videos, and other tools. Simply go to referralcoach.com forward slash resources. That's referralcoach.com forward slash resources. Write that down unless you're driving, of course. Uh, While you're there, make sure you sign up for our weekly tips. We're always sharing best practices and we'll notify you of our newest uh, podcast interviews as they go live. And while these are free to you, I think you'll find them quite valuable. So today's episode is going to cover three important marketing tools that I think every top producer should at least consider using in their effort to attract more right fit clients. And that is a clear target market, a website focused on client acquisition, and we'll talk more about that as we go with the different types of websites and a podcast. And maybe you've been contemplating that from time to time. So these three important individual strategies can be combined to create what I'm calling uh, a triple threat marketing strategy, for lack of a better term. To help us understand and apply this triple threat is today's featured guest, Jeremy Kyle, CFP, CFA, CIMA. Jeremy's firm, Kyle Financial Partners, is based near Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Jeremy is very much both a student and a teacher. In addition to his constant reading and upgrading his knowledge about financial planning, retirement, and tax planning, Jeremy also serves as an adjunct professor at Concordia University, Wisconsin, and Wisconsin Lutheran College in Milwaukee. Plus, he is the host of Retirement Revealed blog and podcast. I like how he puts this in his website bio. It reads, Jeremy learned how to take complex financial topics and explain them in a way that even a caveman, I mean a college student, could understand, quote unquote. (laughs) So his bio goes on to say, if he could keep college seniors awake during 8 a.m. Friday classes about corporate finance, You can be sure that while working with Jeremy, you'll know more about, feel better about, and make better decisions about your money. When Jeremy isn't working on his mission to help people discover their ideal retirement strategy, you'll find him hanging out with his wife, Robin, and two daughters, Emery and Harper, at swim, dance, gymnastics, and Lake Point Church in Muskego, Wisconsin. Jeremy Kyle, welcome to Top Advisor Podcast. Thanks for having me on, Bill. You know, Jeremy, my my sister went to uh, University of uh, Wisconsin Madison, and she picked up a little bit of Wisconsin accent. She used to call Milwaukee Milwaukee. Is interesting. Is, is that what they say up there? They call it Milwaukee, or is that was just she butchered it? Maybe that's a maybe that's a Madison thing. I know there's uh-huh. a a big rivalry between uh, University of Wisconsin and University of Wisconsin Milwaukee. And if you really want to uh, get at her, call it UW Madison. Cause in their mind, there's only one university of Wisconsin. So if you, uh, add the Madison uh, part of it, that's kind of get a, her a, goat a little there. bit. Is what, yep. yeah, that's okay, good. good. That's a good way to go. Good. 
So I, you know, I have a lot of questions for you today and, and we'll be on, on levels of both strategy and tactics. So for those of you listening, we're going to get strategic and tactical. But before I get those, it's always nice to gain a little bit of context first. So if you could just give us the executive briefing on your business. So the other advisors listening have a sense of your context. Yeah, you got it. If you don't mind, I'm going to uh, highlight that you said strategy and tactics because so many people don't understand that there's a difference between the two. And I was fortunate enough. I went to school at McDaniel college, which is closer by you out there in Maryland. We yep. had the, the smallest ROTC brigade in the entire country. So I was part of the ROTC program for, for three years. And they obviously teach you about strategy and tactics and strategy is kind of the, um, the big goal and the big way you go about it, but the tactics mm -hmm. might be the, uh, the small details that go into it. And I think people right. get those too confused. So I'm, I'm happy you, you talked about strategy and tactics there. Uh, but to answer the question, uh, my name is Jeremy Kyle. We've got the Kyle Financial Partners. Uh, that's myself, another advisor, John, and we've got a client service associate and a client relationship manager. So there's four of us full-time. And for those that are in the know and care about it, we've got about a hundred million in assets and about 150 clients uh, at this exact point. Uh, and your ROTC brigade, you said the smallest, how, how small was it? Let's they probably graduated about eight or nine per year. I would have graduated and well, I, I did graduate college, but I uh, hurt my back and they weren't taking me on as uh, active duty. So I was part of the ROTC brigade for, for three and a half years, but unfortunately couldn't, uh, go into and, and fulfill the active duty requirements I was looking to. Well, thank you for your almost service then. I guess that's a good we'll way say. to put it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, it was a, definitely almost service and uh, <laughs> appreciate everyone that was uh, part of that. And my, my dad's a veteran and, and my brother too. So we're excited to be part of the, uh, the army family, but you bet. So let's, let's begin with your target market, or maybe I should say markets. So I, I, I believe, and I hope I'm getting it right, and I know you'll elaborate, that you have two very specific target markets. Can you tell us what they are, uh, how you came by them or developed them, and this is a big question here, and how the strategy has benefited your clients and your business? And maybe we can take those, break that up a little bit about, you know, what are the target markets and how did you, how did you come by them? Yeah, you've got it. So I've got uh, some guiding principles with my marketing, and it's three words brand message market. So when you're thinking of your brand, it's who you are and who you serve. Mm -hmm. Your message is how do you speak to who you serve? And the marketing is actually how you find who you serve. And mm -hmm. most people uh, kind of are looking for the, the clients. They're looking for the prospects. They just go straight to the marketing. But unless you've got their brand right and the message right, uh, then your marketing is kind of fruitless. So I, I definitely took the strategy of looking at my brand first, my message first, my marketing uh, last. And part mm -hmm. of who I am is I just, um, you, you mentioned I, I've taught some college courses and finance. I was a physics major in college, so I'm just a numbers guy. Mm -hmm. I am um, not your typical gregarious salesperson kind of, kind of uh, individual. And so trying to think of who I am, I just really like the numbers. I like solving problems. And it turned out, after I'm almost 20 years into this uh, as a financial advisor, but in the beginning of it, I realized quickly that there's a big puzzle to solve when people are approaching retirement. There's a lot of math involved with what's the best social security decision. 
best pension decision, best way to go about with your, your tax planning. And a lot of this, you get one shot at it and you fill out a form, you check a box and you're stuck for the rest of your life. So that the stakes were high and I felt like who I was could go and help uh, the people that are getting ready for retirement. So we focus exclusively on retirement. We've got our podcast, Retirement Reveal, that talks about educating people around those topics. And it's funny because in a way, retirement's not a, a niche. I mean, everyone retires at some point in time. <laughs> you know, it's it's not like a very specific niche, but in a way it is because so many advisors are afraid to claim what they do. Mm-hmm. And you might talk to 10 advisors and find out that nine of them are already getting most of their revenue and most of their clients from people preparing to retire or people rolloving or doing rollovers at their retirement time. They're just afraid to say it. So even though it's not really a niche, the fact that I say it, that I do retirement planning and retirement planning exclusively, uh, kind of elevated my, my, my branding up to differentiate myself from others. And then from that, it turns out, uh, you know, I'm in Milwaukee and there's a few companies around like, uh, we energies is our local energy company. Harley mm-hmm. Davidson is obviously a uh, well-known and, you know, you get uh, to meet a couple people, you get to learn a lot about a specific topic, and then you get to tell yourself and tell others, like, I know what I'm doing here. Uh, I'm an expert in Harley Davidson retirement planning. I'm an expert in We Energy's retirement planning. And then you can also realize how it translates over to other companies. You know, pretty much any publicly traded company that has a pension, I can very quickly uh, apply my knowledge from one company, uh, We Energies and Harley Davidson, uh, to the other companies on there. And so if I, uh, it's it's tough to say I have a niche, but I do, and it's oh, it's yeah. it's clients that have uh, publicly traded stock and pensions, and for those people, uh, that's where all the messaging is is going. And then of course it it turned out to be where, you know, close by to Milwaukee and Harley Davidson um, employees that are looking to retire. Uh, start reaching out to us. And it's, it's been great. So I, I call the retirement focus um, more, it's a category because there's not like an association of people about to retire. They don't congregate and it's not AARP because AARP is a marketing company. It's not, you get that right. Yeah. Uh, And so it's, it's not really a target per se. There's no target there. Yeah. But when you take that category and you put it to a Harley Davidson, a We Energy, uh, companies that are you know publicly traded with a pension, which is not you know fewer companies uh, than the general uh, population of companies, now you're starting to have a target that you can actually start to hit, identify, and market to those folks. Um, so. Retirement planning per se is a little bit of a differentiation in my book, but when you marry that with employees at Harley Davidson, for instance, now you've got a very powerful combination. One of my coaching clients, Dennis O'Keefe, he helps people navigate into a successful, into and through a successful retirement for Verizon employees. Great. And you, so let's talk about the benefits. The benefit to the client, I'm thinking, is that you know their world just a little bit better, maybe a lot better than a generic financial advisor that might be talking to them, correct? What, are, what? How do they benefit from you focusing on them? 
Yeah. I, I like how you define that. I've been trying to find a way to define the retirement area for me. And I think categories right on. That's a good term. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned AERP. You know, if I'm going after the retirement category, uh, a lot of the retired folks or pre-retired folks are members and reading information from the AERP. So I joined the AERP. You, there's no age limit. There's no age minimum. I joined the AERP. I get their magazines. I get their uh, bulletins. I uh, subscribe to Kiplinger's retirement report. So I'm trying to read and educate myself and see what um, the people in that category are, are looking at. And that's part of the messaging. You know, journalists are really good at figuring out messaging. And so if yeah. there's an article on AERP about something specific, uh, number one, you got to figure that uh, people that are retired are interested in that topic. And number two, the words that the journalist is using is a great messaging. So you got um, so you got the brand and there's the messaging part of it. Uh, yep. But that's a great question. What is the benefit to a client to work with somebody that's uh, retirement focused and retirement focused on your specific uh, your specific company? So I'll give you some examples. You know, Harley Davidson, they do not have a stable value plan inside of their their 401k. And so when we're looking at the decision on do you roll over your money from a 401k to an IRA, a lot of times the stable value itself, the stable value fund is a benefit, kind of an encouragement to keep the 401k. Uh, Harley Davidson clients, they have a different uh, pension depending on if they retire before 55 or after 55, kind of the rules and the math are different on there. And so when you are somebody leaving a company like Harley Davidson, uh, me already knowing that kind of institutional knowledge on my end, and I'm passing it on to, to John, our advisor too. We've, we, we both work with those uh, mm-hmm. clients. We can really quickly get an idea of the direction that's going to work out well for a client. And we've kind of already pre-done a lot of the math uh, for it. Uh, so it's just going to give you a, a better decision quicker and more confidently. And also too, you know, if you, if your advisor has never worked with somebody from your company before, they have no idea if HR is telling you the right stuff or not. Right. You know, with, uh, we energies, uh, I got a hold of their, they do a retirement uh, booklet every year. So when you retire, they send you out this booklet and it's it, the first few times I looked at this one area, I thought this just does not make sense. I've never heard of this this situation they're talking about before. So I kept doing some research because it just really bugged me. Like, what's going on here? I should know know this. Well, mm-hmm. it turned out they're referencing a law that was repealed in 1999. And here it is like 2015. And so I was able to talk to the HR department specifically and say, hey, uh, you've got incorrect information in your, your booklet. And so those connections into HR, that story right there to show how we've uh, helped <laughs> We Energies uh, improve on the retirement you know, um, communication to the retirees, uh, just helping people know the timeline of when do you file a form? Uh, who do you go to, to get your pension started? Cause it's, it's not the company. You don't tell we energies. I'm going to start my pension. You got to go to fidelity and tell them you're going to start your pension mm-hmm. and, and understanding like we energies there, they've got uh, a corporate plan. They have some legacy plans for their pension. They have multiple union, um, negotiations on their pension for us to realize which, pension they're they're working with will tell us really quickly on does their pension max out at 62 and every month that they work they actually lose two dollars a month i've seen Uh, or (laughs) does it actually match uh their the type of pension that maxes out at age 70 and every month extra you work every month the extra you you delay taking your pension 
gives you lots of money. And so uh, there, there's hidden values. You can figure out kind of the uh, the values of pensions, especially to say, oh my goodness, you do option one or option two, there's a hundred grand difference over your lifetime. Wow. So the benefit to shifting a little bit, the benefit to you um, obviously is there's the, the, the empathy in your message. Meaning when you talk about working with folks at Harley Davidson or, or we energies or, or any other publicly traded company that has a pension plan, you can use words, concepts that shows the prospective client. You get them, you understand a little bit about them, right? We, in our marketing message, we want, our prospects to see a little bit of themselves and how we talk about what we do. Um, I'm curious if this uh, happens to you working in a target market the way you are. So my friend, uh, friend, now he's a friend, coaching client and friend, Dennis O'Keefe says by, by focusing on Verizon all these years, every time there's a little change in their benefits package, you know, he, he, he learns about it. Usually one of his clients will tell it, tell him, uh, but that creates a huge amount of opportunity um, to serve his clients and help them make sense of the change, but also possible revenue generating opportunities as well. Uh, have you found that to be the same? Yeah. So with uh, Harley Davidson, they froze their pension. It freezes at the end of uh, 2022. And in a way, it doesn't, a freezing pension doesn't um, do too much to somebody, but it does create a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so when I found out from one uh, of our clients that their pension was freezing, I was looking at the memo. I alerted everybody that I knew at Harley Davidson and said, Hey, if you got questions, give me a call. Cause you can get an outside uh, perspective on there. And then with uh, we energies, their stock thankfully has been kind of going, going up for years upon years. So that creates this opportunity called net unrealized appreciation, which mm-hmm. is like a, a very specific tax code situation, and you got to do it very specifically. And most clients, most advisors aren't aware of how to make it work or even that exists uh, at all. And so you're right on. When things change with the stock price or things change with the benefits, you know, then uh, you're able to come in and help clients learn more about it, feel better about it. And then, yeah, sometimes it ends up to where there's um, a revenue opportunity. You know, right now in 2022, if we're listening in 2022, uh, just the way that pensions are calculated throughout the entire country uh, has made the value of taking a lump sum pension much more uh, profitable to the client than it's been for the entire 20 years I've been an advisor. Mm. And so we always encourage the clients to do the math. Well, we do it for them. Uh, here's how you value <laughs> you know, the whole monthly versus lump sum decision. But this year in 20. 22 is the first time in 20 years I've seen a across the board kind of a bump and how that lump sum decision, taking out the money all at once uh, can be a benefit to the client. And of course, everyone listening, do the math first, you know, at all times, do the math first, but that's a trend right now. And so because of that trend, we're able to talk to plenty of people. And there's uh, someone I'm thinking of right now at We Energies. She says, I don't know if I will retire this year or the next year. It's up in the air. Maybe it's December, maybe it's January. Well, knowing this, how it all works, you know, there's a huge incentive for her to retire in December because mm-hmm. you, she can get the values that are there for the lump sum amount. Uh, yeah. If she just does it in January, she might lose out on tens of thousands of dollars. So there's a huge benefit to work with somebody that knows the plan, knows how it's calculated, knows how the IRS sets uh, pension interest rates, right? There's, there's a huge value there when you're able to focus specifically 
on a category, a niche, whatever you want to go right. with. So uh, I, I want to move on to your podcast in a minute, uh, but I have one kind of final question, I guess, around the, the target market and niche thing we're talking about here. And that is um, referrals. Have you found it easier to get referrals slash introductions by having this category and target market, by having this increased knowledge and specialty uh, than perhaps if you had a shotgun approach to your business? What, what happens for you referral-wise? Yeah, for that, that's for sure. And uh, the, my referrals have tripled in the last three years compared to where they were before. And it's, it's a combination of everything that the podcast helps, the, um, the website helps. Having this uh, category helps a bit, but the niche is what really helped the most because it's a lot easier uh, when somebody works at a specific company to say, hey, you should meet with my advisor. They focus on this company or you should meet with my advisor. They, um, know, they, they know everything about this company, right? That's a much easier referral situation. And then also too, we are offering um, free webinars to those company employees specifically. And it's a lot easier even beyond that to say, oh, you should attend this free webinar. It's about the um, the benefits at your company from an outside advisor. That's a way better introduction point than, oh, here you should call my advisor, right? What, right. Why would anyone call your advisor? But go show up at the webinar and learn something for 30 minutes. That's a, mm -hmm. that's a great introduction. Yeah. I found that uh, some folks, when they target a, like a company, like you do nest in a co inside a company, when they introduce uh, their friends or colleagues to, to their advisor, they'll say he or she knows more about our pension than our HR department. <laughs> right. Uh, for you, they could say, you know, he, he's actually teaching our HR department. Uh, things that they didn't know about, right? So yeah, that's, that's how uh, I mean, it's worked. You stand out, you get more referrals. I know people like themselves, etc. Uh, so I know that this, these, these three things: website, target market, podcast. That they are they're interrelated. They kind of talk to each other, if you will. They help each other. So let's get let's get on to the podcast. Uh, retirement revealed. Uh, I've got three questions around this. Uh, what compelled you to create a podcast? Who's the audience and the format of the show? And then how has hosting a podcast benefited your business, right? Is it worth the time and effort? So what made you decide to do a podcast? Give us a sense of audience and format and the benefits to you. Yeah, I decided to do a podcast because I just had too much stuff inside of me. Like I just had to get out all this, this knowledge, all this info. You know, I kind of figured, why would I bother you know, coming up with a pension valuation for one person or two person, right? Why would I go through that effort and then keep it a secret, right? Why would I, why, why would I not share that with the entire world? And so that's uh, the why uh, on why we started the the podcast and the audiences were, were educating people that are, you know, probably 55 to 65, getting ready for retirement and giving them an insight onto the, the process they should go about with retirement, the decisions they'll be making on social security and Medicare and pensions and taxes and just getting them better prepared, uh, for, for retirement. The, the format uh, is it's about 25 minutes long and it's about half and half where we'll have a guest on, uh, maybe half the episodes and we're 
asking them about their area of expertise and, and trying to, um, you know, align it towards what we think the audience is going to be looking for. The other mm -hmm. times it's, it's just me personally, uh, kind of given the, uh, the talk about here's, uh, certain areas. So maybe there's something that's uh, come up recently. I wouldn't say like with the, the news, cause I don't want to be, um, you know, chasing news stories, but there might be, you know, if there's something going on with social security or the pensions I talked about, um, you know, there's new things going on uh, that I see is a, a trending mm -hmm. topic with uh, NAAP or a retirement uh, report from Kiplinger's that I want to make sure people are aware of and that we're going through and, and giving them updates and learning how to how to approach uh, different things. So it's, it's about half and half uh, guests and the other half of the time it's uh, me talking through and, and giving ideas on how to approach uh, retirement. And ROI. Then, uh, benefits to you? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you would think and hope you do anything marketing wise. You start a podcast, you start a YouTube channel, you do uh, webinars or something. You would think and hope that you would find direct benefits very quickly of, okay, these are the specific clients that found us from that one area. And I've been hosting my podcast for three years and the, the largest benefits have not been the people that were randomly finding us from the podcast, uh, the largest benefits are the people that found us from other methods and then listened to our podcast and got more familiar with us, educated on our process. You know, the, uh, clients that are referred to us from Harley Davidson, they, we did a podcast on Harley Davidson. Here you go. Here's 35 minutes of listening to me talk about how do you approach, uh, those situations. People will call in or, or find us through different means. And they'll say, well, we're, I got questions on social security. I got questions on Medicare. Wonderful. Here is the podcast on social security. Here's the podcast on Medicare. And by the time that they've come into our office, uh, they've already gotten used to how I talk. Uh, they maybe saw it on the website. They saw me reinforce it through the podcast. They met with my other advisor, John. He says the same, same exact thing. And they're, they're feeling more confident that we know what we're doing and we can educate them towards uh, making some good decisions. So the the biggest benefit of the podcast has been, let's call it uh, prospect education, and um, and credibility, adding credibility. Right. Uh, yep. Um, so, I, real quick, you, you you told me about a story of a woman who is always giving you referrals, making introductions, and she uses one of your podcasts as kind of the tool to create that introduction, which is, it's great. It's always great when we have some tool, whether it's a podcast, a blog post, a checklist, a quiz, whatever, that our clients can give to someone as a kind of way of introduction. Mm -hmm. um, so tell, tell us that quick story about what, you know, what podcast is she sending and how it works? Yeah, well, and she's, it's a lot easier to say, uh, check out this podcast than it is call my financial advisor. Right. It's just right. received a lot, a lot differently. And right. so that was the Harley Davidson podcast that we did. It's just talking about for 30 minutes or so. Here's what we've noticed. Here's the areas of uh, interest that you should explore if you're retiring from Harley Davidson. And so uh, I think it was episode 19, but I, I was talking to her and she said, oh yeah, I was, uh, I sent episode 19 to this person, episode 19 to that person. I thought, what is episode 19? And so I looked <laughs> it up and of course it was the the podcast from the the company she had retired from. So it made, made a lot of sense, but it was a lot easier for her to just send off a podcast or you're, you're talking to your friend uh, at, at dinner, you could pull up their phone and they can find my podcast real quick. 
you know, it's, and that's fine. That's like, Hey, check this out. It's really awkward at dinner. If you say, Oh, let me, let me uh, find my financial advisor's number. Let me write it down here. Right, uh, you right. go, you should go call them. You know, that's, that's a, just a different feel, different story um, to say here is uh, it's a lot easier to refer out a podcast than it is to refer out your advisor. And so oh, that's just a natural yeah. thing that uh, ends up uh, happening. And so uh, with the website, I'm sure you asked me about that too, but the, the goal of any financial advisor website, probably any service person website is to get email addresses from the people that show up. Because if someone looks at your website, you have no idea who they are. They hand you your their email address. Now you know who they are. And so we, I'm thinking of one person in particular, uh, he had gone to our website, downloaded one of our resources. And of course I see that there's a, um, you know, the, the email address had a Harley Davidson. And so we have our auto responders and things anyways, but I thought, Oh my goodness, Harley Davidson person, I'll, I'll reach out to them. So I sent a personal email and said, Hey, thanks for checking us out. Uh, you know, how did you come across this? And his response was, I always refer to your podcast. Not, I always refer to you, not, uh, my friend said I should call you. Uh, he was referred to our podcast, which ended up him going to the website, which ended up him finding something he found valuable so valuable that he thought I will gladly hand over my email address so that I can get this access to this resource. That's right. the whole kind of ecosystem of, of how it works out. Uh, and it started with, let me uh, check out my advisor's podcast. So just if anyone wants to check out your podcast, uh, wherever podcasts are sold, I put sold in quotes. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> retirement revealed, right? That retirement revealed. Yeah, you got it. It's retirement revealed. You can go to retirement-revealed.com and, and see our, our blog and podcast there. But yeah, anywhere you Google retirement revealed, you should, should be able to find us. Cool. So in a minute, I want to get to the third part of the triple threat of the marketing strategy, which you, uh, Teased nicely the website. Uh, first, let's take a brief pause to listen to a word from our sponsor, Pod Rocket Academy, who makes this podcast possible. And I should add, produces this podcast as in the business of helping advisors launch and run their own podcasts. So if this is triggering your thinking around maybe doing a podcast, you certainly want to talk to the folks at Pod Rocket Academy. This podcast is sponsored by Proudmouth, the Influence Accelerators. If you're like our clients, you want to spend more time educating people and less time selling. That's why we turn Main Street experts like you into trusted mainstream authorities. We help you amplify your influence over a growing audience of magnetically attracted fans who will chase you down instead. Visit Proudmouth.com to learn more. Before we continue with this episode, I want you to know about our on-demand video-based program that will allow you to learn almost everything I teach related to client acquisition, particularly referrals, introductions, communicating your value, and creating productive relationships with centers of influence. We offer listeners of Top Advisor Podcasts a $200 membership fee reduction to the Academy. So when you get a minute, head over to thecatesacademy.com, that's thecatesacademy.com, and use the coupon code TCA200, TCA for the Cates Academy 200, and you'll save $200. Our featured guest on this episode of TCA, Top Advisor Podcast, is Jeremy Kyle. Jeremy's firm is Kyle Financial Partners, based in Berlin, Wisconsin, near Milwaukee. Today, we're discussing the triple threat marketing strategy. We've discovered uh, 
focusing on clear target market and how that allows you to bring more value to your clients and to your business, kind of become known for something when you have a target market. So you attract people to you. We discussed your decision uh, to host a podcast and how that brings value to your clients and to you and your business. So let's move on to the website. You know, I think, Jeremy, you're when I, I when I learned about you and I went to your website, uh, I, I, I immediately saw that it contains many of the very important elements to an effective website that very few advisor websites actually have. And what I mean by effective is that it's not just an online brochure, right? It, your website is built to move the visitors to take action. So before we get into the nitty gritty of some parts of the website, which by the way is www.kyle, but spelled K-E-I-L-F-B, Kyle F-B, K-E-I-L-F-B, it's in the show notes.com. Uh, when you built this website, what was your thinking? What were your goals for the site? What was the strategy before you got tactical with the website? Yeah, so the... Um... I guess the, the strategy is for people to, I think you summed it up. People need to get educated enough. I think I heard somebody say you want to uh, give, um, you want to give like good, but incomplete information. It's like, I'm not solving everything on the website, but you want to uh, get people some answers and also understand uh, how they can get more you know, answers that are personal mm -hmm. to them. And take action. And the number one action you need to get on a website is for people to give you their email address. You know, if they're just viewing it, that's meaningless to you as a business person. They need to give you their email address. And it's email because uh, you're, you're kind of building a relationship. Email is one-to-one. -one, and it's not like someone's going to find your website brand new and five minutes later call you and become a client. You know, they uh, want to see, kind of, you know, they want to test you out. And so if you offer them a free guide, I've got a button that says free guide, then they'll, oh, let's check this guy out. And so free guide, and they realize it's a, a valuable piece of information, then they're going to talk to them directly. They're going to be more inclined to, to work with you. And of course, they gave you your email to get that free guide. And now mm -hmm. you can talk to them personally. And if you are sending them information that's relevant to them, then they will eventually realize, hey, this is the, this is the group that can solve the, the questions that I happen to have. So you want to answer uh, the questions that they're looking for uh, as quickly as you can without maybe, you know, the, the thousand word, let's solve everything kind of answer. Yeah. So uh, good, but incomplete uh, information I I'd say on there. And then you also I, I had heard um, another person say that clients or prospects, I guess, are looking for uh, your doing process and they're, you're buying a process. Cause they're wondering, you got to make it easy. Like, how do I become a client? You know, what do I do? And so we've got on there, meet, create, optimize. So uh, first thing is to meet us and you can grill us on our expertise and we can learn more about your goals and finances. And then the next step is create. You can use our five-step retirement income process to put your retirement puzzle together. And then the third step is optimized. Each year we re-optimize your income and capture investment and tax opportunities. So they have an idea like, well, here's how we become a client and what they're doing uh, for us. And then I also uh, talk about the five-step retirement income process. Here's how we go about uh, turning your retirement savings into income. And we've got videos that you can uh, see me go through each of the five steps that are on there. So we're showing them, here's what we're doing. That's kind of like uh, what, what, what's our doing process as financial advisors. 
And then what's their buying process? How do they actually um, sign up as a client? So step one is, you know, schedule a free call. It's right there. Just schedule a, a free call, make it easy for them. So in, in uh, neuroscience, they call this cognitive fluency. And essentially, you probably didn't know that, but uh, it's in my book, Radical Relevance, chapter Excellent. three. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, what it says is pe people want to know, they want clarity on what the next steps are, right? They want to know what does it look like to become a client and to work with you. And so as you do with three steps, you can do five steps. You don't want to do more than about six or seven. That'd be max. But step one is this. Step two is this. Step three is this. And so if there isn't that clarity on moving forward, then the mind gets a little confused and starts to think that working with you is complicated. Right. If they don't see a clear path then they start to believe that working with you is going to be complicated. It's just like an automatic thing that happens in the, in the brain. And so we want to avoid that, right? We want clarity. Uh, I also noticed, I want to kind of pull this all together a little bit. We started out talking about your target market. And you said you wanted to answer the main questions in the guidebook that you offered. Well, how do you know what those questions are? Well, you look at who is your target market. Who are these people that work for, uh, publicly traded companies with a pension. Uh, and you could probably have a very specific, you know, Harley Davidson guidebook if you wanted to, but what are their questions? And that's what the guidebook addresses, right? So it's easy to create the content once you know your target and the bullseye on that target. Uh, and I like the way you call it a guidebook. You don't call it a white paper or a report because it really is a guidebook. It's, it's, it, it, that implies action and that you are the guide in helping mm -hmm. them. So I just a lot of good stuff that you're doing there. Uh, I, I want to focus for a second on a, a cool thing that you've done on your uh, website. It's uh, the Who We Help page. And so rather than just say, you know, we help those considering retirement, you know, those retiring soon, uh, you've created two couples. You've given them names and then listed some of their attributes. You've done what in marketing we call creating an avatar or a persona. And, and so tell me your, your thinking about bringing these people, considering retirement, retirement, retiring soon. Some people will be already in retirement potentially. Why did you give them names? Why did you give them, you know, bring the pictures in and, and, and bring them to life a little bit? Yeah. Well, the first thing it is, it's part of my branding exercise, just trying to figure out, you know, part of who you serve is who are you already serving? And so I went through my clients uh, that I've, you know, picked up as new clients over the prior 10 years, and I sorted them uh, into not their current ages, but the age they were when they became a client of, of mine. Mm. I was trying to figure out what's the trigger. And so I, I was looking for kind of groupings and uh, there wasn't anyone that won the lottery. There wasn't uh, people selling businesses. It really pulled down into two specific groups. And the, the groups kind of clustered around like age 53, 54, and then age like 62-ish. And so, you know, there's like an eight-year difference there. You know, there, those two different times of life. And I'm trying to think through, I'm looking through the client names and, and remembering back, why do these people reach out to me? What was the trigger? And for the younger people, the early 50s, uh, their kids just graduated from college and they're thinking, Oh my goodness, I spent 30 years, uh, helping my kids, you know, 20 years, 30 years, getting all my kids out of the house. 
I only have 10 years left. What do I need to do to be ready for retirement? And so I've got the, the picture there of mom and dad with their daughter graduating from college because that's the trigger uh, for them. And meanwhile, the other people that were 62, it wasn't so much like, um, can I retire? Because they've already said, I'm retiring. Like, I'm retiring. It's more like, uh, what can I spend in retirement? Am I going to be okay? I don't want to mess this up. Like, they've already decided they're going to retire. And by that point, if, if that had to pick a trigger, maybe I should throw a, a grandkid in this picture. Mm. Um, but that's kind of a trigger, uh, especially we find a lot of times for the, the females is that, you know, there's the first grandkid or the second grandkid and they're thinking, why am I working when I want to spend my time with my grandkids? Right. So we kind of, you got to think of the triggers for why people are considering retirement or they're considering, you know, working with you and, and, and things like that. And then I thought, well, so we have pictures of people that, that match, you know, those, those ages and those triggers. Uh, and then I thought, well, we, we need to have a name on here. And so I looked at my client list and found that, uh, you know, the, the younger fifties, the most popular name was Mike and, and Lisa. And on the other in the early sixties, the most popular names were Jim and Mary. So we, we gave the, gave them the names matching, you know, our, our clientele. That's great. Uh, this is that empathy thing, right? When they, when they come to your website or they hear your message, they see themselves in some way, maybe not completely, but they kind of sense this person gets us. I get him, her, and that's what creates that the next step forward to, to reach out. Uh, so Jeremy, I, I, I want to thank you for this, uh, this interview. We got into three seemingly different strategies, but all blend together. Uh, and they all feed each other and talk to each other. Um, uh, our featured guest today, Jeremy Kyle, his firm is Kyle Financial Partners based in New Berlin, Wisconsin. Jeremy, thank you so much for being my guest on Top Advisor Podcast. Thank you, Bill. It's been my pleasure. To you, the listener of this podcast, may I ask a small favor? If you like this episode or like the podcast in general, please leave a five-star review on the platform you're listening to the show. Not all platforms have a place for reviews, but if yours does, I'd be grateful. Thank you. And if you haven't already, uh, head over to referralcoach.com forward slash resources to sign up for our weekly tips and access a ton of free guides and scripts. This is Bill Cates reminding you that ideas do not make you more successful. Only acting on those ideas will bring you the success you desire. Thanks for stopping by today. Thank you for listening to the Top Advisor Podcast, brought to you by Proud Mouse Pod Rocket Academy. I encourage you to visit my website, referralcoach.com, for links to my books, online courses, and to register for the Cates Academy. <laughs>